new on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. New on CuriosityStream. How do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com.
wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me for the next hour to talk about just how incredible of a player Mason Marchment is, a single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty well. Right line, wrong player for my hat trick pick, apparently. You almost got the hat trick again, back-to-back. Yeah, three-point bonus. I will yeah. take that. Two goals yeah, in so, I mean, you know. Pretty good. I mean, Dallas won, did absolutely nothing, which is an outlier for them, but we move on. Today's a new day. Yeah, uh, today is a brand new day. Uh, welcome to the Yahoo, uh, to the Osmo NHL Strategy Show presented by Yahoo Fantasy. Yahoo has been our sponsor this entire season. They've been uh, very good to us. So if you're new here, uh, you might not be uh, uh, a Yahoo user. Maybe you're just uh, sticking over on NBA or PGA or whatever it is. If you haven't played on Yahoo, we have a giveaway, some free money uh, for first-time Yahoo users. So stick around. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, before we go too much further, if you guys could, please throw us that thumbs up. Uh, those likes uh, really help us out. The subscriptions help us out even more. Those subscriptions help grow this channel and will ensure that these shows, whether it's NHL or MMA or PGA, or NASCAR uh, that we have coming up tomorrow. It'll keep those shows coming on a regular basis. So please click that subscribe button and click the bell to get alerts when we do go live. NBA is on their all-star break right now. So there's aren't as many shows going on, especially with NFL done, but uh, we still have uh, NHL. We still have MMA. We still have NASCAR. So click the bell to get alerts whenever we do go on the air. All right, Josh, let's talk a little bit about last night. It was... A pretty crazy slate considering we saw a 0-0 shootout, like a, like not a shootout of a bunch of goals, like literally a, a game that went 0-0 to a shootout. That doesn't happen very often. You'll see that once or twice in a season. Um, Panthers absolutely went ham uh, against Minnesota. Uh, Mason Marchment especially. That's why I kind of mentioned him at the top of the show. Uh, Carolina, they had a big lead uh, against Nashville. Nashville scored a couple late goals uh with the empty net, but uh, Carolina took that. What'd you take out of, how'd you do last night? What'd you take out of that? In my lineup was pretty good outside of Dallas one. I had all flames, you know, every single player had a nice little fire emoji. And then Dallas one bunch of snowflakes. You know, it is what it is like single lineup. You can't expect them to go nuts every night. This was an outlier considering that the Hawks are back to back. You know, Marc-Andre Fleury had a very good game, but you know, it is what it is. Um, had Lundell in there, had LA too. You know, had like close to 100 points despite Dallas won. All I know is that if Florida can can roll three lines like that, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. That's kind of, that's like the general hockey takeaway that I had from this. My general theory on uh, cup contenders is as follows. Most top teams have a great top six. Colorado, great top six. Tampa Bay, great top six. Uh, Vegas, great top six, et cetera, et cetera. The difference comes on the third line. And I think that's where Tampa Bay, uh, their last two cup runs with Goodrow and Yanni Gord and Blake Coleman down on that third line, just an elite third line. I think that's one of the things that made a difference for them. I think that's something that could make a big difference for Florida uh, heading into the postseason. There aren't many teams across the league you know, that have a third line that can score three goals for 60 minutes and five on five. Uh, they're certainly one of them. They just uh, look great. Mason Marchman and Lundell uh, together have been very, very good. They're going to have to be one of those third lines that we're going to be keeping an eye on uh, basically every slate that they play from now on because they have been very good, uh, maybe running a bit hot, but, you know, that's I think it kind of speaks to how well they're playing as well. Uh, so, yeah, Florida three absolutely nuked. Uh, Kind of what I took out of, of that game, of those games last night, um, that Stars-Blackhawks game, and we're seeing it in the chat a lot. You talk about it with the Rangers. When the Stars aren't playing very good hockey, man alive, is it tough to watch. And, and I, I watched, I, watched uh, I don't know, here and there in that game last night, I was fl- flipping back and forth between the games, but I was not paying attention to that one because whenever I was, it felt like I was going to go to sleep. That's just kind of the team that they have, right? When things look bad, man, they look really bad. Like it just—it's just not fun hockey to watch. Um, kind of interesting. Max Pacioretty had two goals last night. Uh, I think it was his first game after changing his tape. You know, 
<laughs> I think I dropped that in our Discord. He's a very superstitious player and changed the tape on his stick. I don't think it's the tape that made a difference, but uh, it seems him and Eichel are finally starting to find their groove. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe Chandler Stevenson sticks there. Maybe someone else gets a run. I don't know. Like, it's it, it's kind of unfortunate that, you know, Stone doesn't get time with them in the regular season. They're just going to have to mesh in the playoffs. But, you know, Eichel and Pacioretty building that chemistry, it, it'll only help when Stone comes back because Stone's going to be a massive upgrade from whoever is playing with them. So, it yeah, is what it I'm, is. I'm just excited for that line to finally get assembled whenever the playoffs do roll around. We did have some winners uh, last night. I know some people had a, a pretty tough night, but we saw a uh, wolf girl uh, took down some winner take alls, went eight X last night. Uh, congrats to you. Uh, an ace hole sent us in a top three, uh, good for $400, I think on a single entry last night. So congrats to wolf girl and ace hole. Uh, hopefully we can get some more winners uh, going here tonight. Uh, we have free premium tools and data up on the site today. Uh, today we have our NHL player rankings and our MMA fighter rankings. So uh, whether you're playing NHL uh, this afternoon or tonight or MMA tonight, uh, we have some stuff for you up on the site. So check out Osmo.com for some free premium tools and data. Uh, we also have a podcast, a little giveaway through our podcast. Head on over to our Osmo podcast channel. Give us a five-star review with your Twitter handle or your Osmo username, and you will be entered to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. All right, Josh, uh, we have some games to talk about. Let's talk about this early slate. We're not going to take too long to talk about these two games. We have Colorado with a four total going into Buffalo. Buffalo is a two total. That is wild. Uh, Edmonton with a 3.3 total going into Winnipeg. The Jets have a 3.1. Let's start real quick. Colorado going into Buffalo. What do you see here? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Colorado won. Super expensive. Actually, not really. Like, Landeskog, 5,600 on DraftKings. I don't remember the last time he was under 6K. McKinnon only eight, like not very expensive and probably, you know, in a really good spot because Buffalo sends out either, you know, cousin. Yeah. They're probably going to send out cousins against McKinnon, which is a really good matchup for them. So Colorado one, definitely in on, you want to go to Colorado two, they're going to see, you know, Buffalo one probably. So, you know, I, I do like um, Colorado two, but the price difference really isn't that extreme. So if you can fit in Colorado one, definitely consider them. And I do kind of like Buffalo one. Like, we talked about Colorado 2 being much better with Nishushkin there, but they're still, like, I don't know. If you look at their shots given up against and their expected goals against, it's not anything, you know, elite. So getting a fully correlated Buffalo 1 on a 2-gamer, I mean, you're not going to X anything out on a 2-gamer, especially on a fully correlated line, avoiding McKinnon. So I'm, I'm fine with Buffalo 1, but Colorado 1's my favorite play from that game for sure. Yeah, uh, I did mention Buffalo one because Colorado two. I think, I think their numbers are a little bit misleading because their their shot generation is doesn't live up to their shot quality. So, I don't know if they're quite as like they're obviously a very good line, but um, Buffalo one. You know, they're still Buffalo one still generating three point three expected goals per sixty minutes over the last hundred minutes. Like they're playing well, at least offensively. So yeah, I agree with you there. I also think that Buffalo three, like if you want to get real different, Asplund, Ocpozo, like they're playing, they're not playing third, fourth line minutes. Like they're playing like 15, 16 minutes sometimes. So, and they're going to be going into that Colorado three line a, a bit, not a lot, a bit. And that Colorado three line is very good. I think that Buffalo, like just one off an Ocpozo or something like that uh, can get by on this slate. Uh, let's get to this next game. Edmonton going into Winnipeg. Um, Edmonton has that 3.3 implied goal total Winnipeg sitting at a 3.1 implied goal total. Uh, there might be some changes coming up to Winnipeg because Cole Perfetti got hurt in their last game. They claimed Adam Brooks off waivers. I don't think Brooks is going to play today. Uh, but just a heads up, looks like a getting Svechnikov back on the second line for the Jets. What do you see here? Yeah. And Jesse Pugliarvi is out for a month. So I think Kyler Yamamoto is going to go up into his spot, which sucks, but is what it is. Um, here we are with Mark Scheifele and Blake Wheeler. I don't have my flow chart handy, but they're probably going to get bottom six matchups yeah. of the Oilers, which is good for them. You want to play them, sure, go for it. Um, I'm fine with it. You know, Blake Wheeler, 4,600s, manager, Will Scheifele, 5,700. Um, you know, Evgeny Svechnikov on that second line, they have they have uh, sample together, and it's, you know, it's fine. They are going to get the McDavid matchup, 
but it's not as bad as it was with you know Puyarvi there with Puyarvi there with Hyman and McDavid there they were you know generating you know four and a half expected goals per 60 which is ridiculous but Yamamoto is going to hurt them offensively and defensively on that line so I think going to Winnipeg too you know definitely is in play as well <clears throat> if you want to like if you want to go to Oilers second line I think that's fine you don't have to leave Ryan McLeod on wow man my voice just not about it this week <clears throat> dry side Kane, perfectly fine you want a power play stack I think that's fine you know the Jets penalty kill has been pretty good but you know with these even strength lines, I think you just put in the big boys and you 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 mix around them. One thing I found uh, really interesting about Winnipeg too, it's that they're having that problem with Sonny Milano in Anaheim. Uh, when Winnipeg too is without Cole Perfidi, their shot share is forty one percent and their scoring chance share is forty two percent. That is a drastic drop. So um, Evgeny Svechnikov typically has, has been good, good enough on that line. So I think they're fine, but, um, I don't know if I'd be so much in on Winnipeg one, it'd be more about a uh, power play, uh, stacking, uh, type thing. I think in this game, especially where, you know, the Edmonton penalty kill, like it's not, it's fine. It's not great. And they do take a fair share of penalties. So, uh, like some sort of Winnipeg power play stack is fine or just Winnipeg two, just to get, uh, that additional power play exposure. On the Edmonton side, it's just yeah, like it's just the big boys here. Um, I'm not dealing with, with that third line depth. Um, Drysaitel and Kane have played to a pretty high pace in their minutes together so far this year, uh, and if they somehow find themselves ever, ever find themselves against uh, Winnipeg one or Winnipeg two, they could really push the pace against that line. So I don't mind Edmonton two, add in McDavid for some additional power play exposure. But that Winnipeg Jets penalty kill has been very good of late. So uh, I think I'm I'm more inclined to stack even strength lines on the Edmonton side, just given how good Winnipeg's penalty kill has been of late. All right, we got to get moving. We have an entire five-game slate to talk about here tonight. Before we get too much further, uh, Daytona coming up tomorrow. Uh, we are offering Osmo Plus NASCAR package for less than $2 per cup race this season. That's $70 for a full year of Osmo Plus NASCAR. This gives you access to our driver projections, our ownership projections, our top drivers tool, and it'll give you the edge you need in NASCAR DFS. Use the promo code GREENFLAG at checkout or simply click the link in the description of this video to activate. This offer is valid until tomorrow. That's green flag, all capital letters, all one word. It'll get you Osmo Plus NASCAR for less than $2 per cup race this season. All right, Josh, let's move this along. We have a five-game evening slate we have to talk about here tonight. Let's get to this first game. Boston, 3.2 implied goal total. Going into Ottawa, the Senators have a 2.4 implied goal total. Uh, a couple lineup notes here. Um, Patrice Bergeron, not Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand did not get his suspension reduced, so he's not playing today. Uh, they're leaving Taylor Hall in the top line with Patrice Bergeron and David Pasternak. On the Ottawa side, uh, Thomas Shabbat, still not back yet. He might be back sometime next week, but definitely not back tonight. So that'll leave Eric Brandstrom on the top power play unit. Uh, does make a little bit of a mess of their defensemen. Um, you know, we see a 3.2 total for Boston on the road. Uh, Ottawa hasn't been awful, though. Uh, Goaltending's been fine. There, I think there's some questions as to how much we want to play either side here. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, and we just got a new ownership run like a minute ago. And Boston won ownership came down and some other lower owned spots came up, which we'll talk about later. <clears throat> but, you know, the, still Boston one's projecting around 20%, 22%, which seems pretty high. Um, it is the Ottawa Senators. Like, let's, let's, you know, call a spade a spade. They're not a very good team. But these five on five lines, like the, the matchup they're going to get, Nick Paul, Connor Brown, Brady Kachuk, like they've been very good defensively recently. Um, you know, is that enough to not play Boston one without, you know, Chabot and, you know, a third string goal? Like, I don't know. Matt Murray's not going to start, but how much of a drop-off is Anton Forsberg to Matt Murray at this stage of his career? We don't know. But, like, Chabot being out is the big one for me. Like, if Chabot was in and they're, you know, you, you can tell me Nick Paul is going to, that line's going to, you know, shadow Bergeron. Maybe, like, 
22% Boston one, like, ah, it's just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'll get there in one to three, but you know, Shabbat being out, that really, really hurts the blue line because when everyone's healthy, he's still playing close to 30 minutes a night. So now you have like all these guys eating these minutes, like top pair, Nick Holden. Like I like Nick Holden, like Rangers legend, Nick Holden, but he should not be on the top pair anywhere in the NHL. <clears throat> so yeah, despite, you know, Paul's numbers, you know, being very good. I think there's a lot of merit going to Boston one here, fully correlated. The ownership's a bit of a concern, but like five games late, you can get, there's ways to get different if you want to go Boston one. So I don't think I would go to anything in the Boston depth. Like I just don't like their lines when they're not fully healthy. It's just a big mess. If you want to add in Charlie Coyle for some power play, I think that's the only thing I'd do outside of Boston one. On the Ottawa side, Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I think it would be the second line for me, assuming they avoid Bergeron, Stutzlo, Gaudet, Formentin. Like, Formentin and Gaudet have a pretty, pretty good sample together, and they're, they're very cheap. You know, 5,700 for the two of them. You want to include Stutzla, that's fine. Um, so I, I don't mind Ottawa too, but Boston wants to play for me in this game. So here's my issue with Boston one. And Jake, our boss, Jake, if you're watching, please cover your ears. You're not going to appreciate this next minute or so. Taylor Hall is just flat out one of the worst finishers in hockey. Like there's just no way around it. The last seven seasons, this guy is shot under 10% in six of them uh, by HockeyViz, which is one of the stats websites um, I subscribe to. Um, very, very good if you want to get more in-depth into hockey. His finishing impact on goals is minus 6%, which puts him quite literally at the bottom of the league on finishing impact. Like, he has the finishing impact of a fourth liner. It's, it's just awful. Like, it's he's a wonderful playmaker. He's tremendous in transition when it comes to shooting the puck it's he sucks that worries me when i'm playing a line that's like 25 percent owned you know what i mean that's kind of where i'm coming from with boston is like taylor hall playmaking wise i think is very comparable to brad martian taylor hall goal scoring wise is honestly one of the biggest drop-offs you can find in hockey and i don't mean that you know flippantly I'm looking at his, his stats, his finishing impacts. They're awful. It, that's why. That's what makes me nervous about playing so much Boston 1 is that Bergeron can finish and Pasternak can finish, but what made that entire line so great was that Marchand could finish too, and Taylor Hall can't do that. Now, like you said, they're going into Ottawa. Ottawa doesn't have a very good penalty kill, bottom 10 in the league. Ottawa's missing their best defenseman in Thomas Shabbat. And they're not a super strong defense. They're still missing Josh Norris and Drake Batherson up front. Like, let's not forget that. They're missing two-thirds of their top line. Like, there are a lot of guys missing. So I'm finding I'm finding it hard to fade Boston, even though I know, like, I don't know if the goals will be there. 
but their offensive numbers, like 44 scoring chances per 60 minutes generated is just absolutely obscene. Like you got to think Taylor Hall is going to run into one at some point. Um, I, I, I'm probably going to end up playing Boston here tonight. I'm going to do something that I don't often do. And it's probably come in less than two X on the field. Like usually I like to, with a high, you know, a highly owned line, I like to come in way over, way under, you know, two X is way over, but it's, you know, not typically what I do, but I think that's where I might end up on Boston tonight. But honestly, if somebody in a single entry or three max said, I'm fading Boston tonight, I'd say, go right ahead. I don't see a problem with that. Uh, the Ottawa second line, not a, like, not a bad line. I don't think, uh, Stutzla and Gaudette don't have great number. Like their numbers together are fine. I think Alex Formanton, uh, can really help solidify that. Like Gaudette and Stutzla, 53% of the scoring chances, uh, when they're on the ice together, that's good for this team. Um, I think Alex Formanton can help in that regard. And I'm not worried about that Boston two matchup at all. So I don't know if I'm super excited about Ottawa one going into the Bergeron matchup, but I think Ottawa two, uh, fine as a filler, just, you know, if you want to use two out of the three or something like that, um, Stutzel and Gaudette are on the top power play unit. I think that's just fine as well. So I do like, uh, Ottawa two in this game. I do like Boston one a lot, but again, it's a, it's Taylor Hall is not Brad Marchand. And I just want to make that very abundantly clear, uh, on the blue line. Lots of cheap guys for, for the for the Senators. Like, there's got to be somebody here that just runs into three blocks for the block bonus over on DraftKings, right? So, uh, you know, Nikita Zaitsev, I think, is just fine at 2,800. Uh, Brandstrom, if you want that power play correlation. Um, I don't know if there's anybody on Boston that I'm super excited to play. What do you think? Uh, Brandon Carlo left morning skate because he's got a cut on his wrist. I don't know if it's bad or not, but he probably has to get some stitches, it sounds like. So we'll wait and see there. Um, if Derek Forbart moves up, if Carlo's out, then maybe at min price him, but that's really about it. I think, you know, grasping at straws there. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, let's get to this next game then. St. Louis 2.8 going into Toronto. The Leafs have a 3.6 total. Uh, big lineup news here. Vladimir Tarasenko was not at morning skate uh, for St. Louis, and they moved Jordan Cairo up into a spot uh, for morning skate. That would seem to indicate that Tarasenko isn't going to play tonight. Like, if he was just taking, like, a morning off, like, to rest or whatever, they would throw just one of their spares or a defenseman or something like that up there. They wouldn't move Cairo. So I got to think Jordan Cairo, Pavel Buchnevich, Robert Thomas is the new St. Louis second line. Uh they said Matt, uh, Austin Matthews, no worse for the wear between his broken tooth. And then also, I think there's some mishap in practice or something like that. They're saying he's just fine. Good to go. Brandon Saad, David Perron on the top line with Brian O'Reilly. And they are not very expensive. What do you think about this game? Yeah, I mean, you look at the sample for Saad, O'Reilly, Perron, it might be the lowest event line I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, it's like, I, it's like they're not allowed in either of the offensive defensive zones. They just play in the neutral zone. It's like knock hockey when they're on the ice. So, like, I don't know. I, th I think, you know, Toronto 1 is fine. Don't get me wrong here. Uh, they're bunting Matthews Marner, their sample is ridiculous. Like, they are one of the best lines in hockey. But with Tarasenko out, that changes that second line a lot. <clears throat> Tyru's not the player Tarasenko is. He's a nice player, but he's not Vladimir Tarasenko. I, I really like Toronto too here, especially Tavares Nylander. <clears throat> Getting that that matchup there. If you want to go to uh, Toronto one, I think that's fine. But I'm, you know, if I'm going to play something on the Leafs tonight, it's probably going to be Tavares Nylander. You want to add in somebody, you know, outside of Kerfoot. I think leaving on Kerfoot is fine. Depends what you're doing with your lineup. Depends what you're building around. I think you can leave them on. You can leave them off, depending on what you're doing. But Toronto 2 for me. You want to go to Toronto 1, I think that that's perfectly fine. On the blue side, I just, I don't know. With Tarasenko not there, like, if Tarasenko was there, I would have been interested in that second line. But with Kyrie there, it's a little bit different. Um, maybe in MME, you, you still get there a little bit, but I don't know. I, I have to see. This is a 7 p.m. Eastern lock, so we'll get clarity on Tarasenko. But, you know, I agree with you. It sounds like he's going to be out. But 
as it as it stands now, I'm probably not going to have much, if any, blues tonight. So, uh, I find myself in a very tough position here. I want to talk about that St. Louis second line. I think it's pretty important. I'm a very big fan of Jordy Cairo. Uh, I'm just going to come out and write out and say that, like, the way Jake is with Taylor Hall, that's me with Jordan Cairo. Um, I think he's also very much underrated. I'm just – his uh, – his transitional play, uh, like getting through the neutral zone, zone entries with control and stuff like that, things that lead to high-quality scoring chances, is very good. Uh, his offensive uh, impact by expected goal share so far this year, nearly one standard deviation above average. Yeah, I agree with you. He's not Vladimir Tarasenko. I think the big difference, the two differences are this. One, Tarasenko is the, is the better shooter. He's the better finisher than Kairou. I think Cairo is a better playmaker, but yeah, obviously Tarasenko is the better uh, guy uh, to finish the play. Jordan, I think Jordan Cairo is also worse defensively, and that's what changes the mix of this line for me, is that I think they can be really good offensively, but I think that they're going to give it up quite a bit defensively as well. Uh, like Thomas and Cairo have actually played a fair bit together so far this year, about uh, 200 minutes. Uh, three expected goals against per 60 minutes, but also three expected goals for per 60 minutes. Like these guys uh, love trading quality chances. So I think St. Louis two is certainly uh, in play here against like Toronto two's line is good, but it's not anywhere near as tough a matchup as the Toronto top line. Uh, and I wonder if we don't get them, don't get St. Louis two coming in at lower ownership because people don't want to play Cairo. So I'm going to wait for some more ownership runs a little bit later before I, I finish my lineups, but I am interested in that St. Louis second line. I have no interest in that Blues top line. I guess they're cheap enough that they're basically a filler stack that could play 18 or 19 minutes here tonight. But I was dropping some stats in our Discord. The, the offensive impact for Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron this year have just fallen off a cliff. Like, they're just non-existent. And, you know, there, there probably are reasons for that. We're not going to get into it right now. Uh, but they're not the same players that they were over the last few years. Uh, maybe that changes over the final 30 games. It hasn't been the case for the first 50 or whatever. So I'm out on St. Louis one in on St. Louis two out on St. Louis three uh, on the Toronto side. I, you know, obviously Toronto one is just fine. The thing about O'Reilly and Perron is that their defensive impacts have still stayed very, very strong. Um, so you know, Toronto one's definitely in play. Uh, they're going to be uh, top one of the priorities for me tonight gonna have to think about how much i wanted them but it's toronto too that i actually have a lot more interest now and it's because of that tarasenko uh Kairou reason i think Kairou is a much worse defensive winger and nylander Tavares uh kerfoot like not super elite but three expected goals per 60 minutes is more than good enough uh and you get two of those three guys on the top power play unit as well even though st louis has a pretty good pk uh I should also mention that St. Louis two combination uh, elite on the power play, like 9.7 goals for 9.7 expected goals for per 60 minutes. So that's another thing in favor of St. Louis two, even though the Leafs do have a very good penalty kill, but I just wanted to mention that uh, on the blue line. <laughs> uh, our discord really loves Nico Mikola here today. I, you know, if you're playing on DraftKings, it seems like he's uh, a pretty decent bet for the block bonus here. Not sure if there's a whole lot else I want to play in this game. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Mikola, if you want to punt. <clears throat> I also think on the other side, if Rasmus Sandin is still a Jake Muzzin at min-price for those minutes, I think you can take some stabs. Like, I think, listen, I don't, I, I'm not the Leafs coach, but I think they're trying to give Sandin an opportunity to take a spot there, and hopefully yeah. he takes it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly like the Leafs need another top four defenseman and they're hoping that it's going to be Rasmus Sandin rather than going out and trading for one. That's what I, I kind of get from this. I do like saying, I agree with you. I don't mind Sandin here as a one-off uh, just looking in chat, CT bird 37, 16, giving you uh, a shadow for your amazing call on Florida three last night says with uh, a good call. I think it was Josh with Florida three, almost won me the $15. Mason Marchment almost got us there. I mean, listen, I can, I, we talk about every game. You're the guys building the lineup. So you made the right, I think, 
they made their That's you made the right decision putting them in. But listen, we talk about every game, a lot of the lines. We don't build your lineup, so that's on you, my man. Good job. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with that. Um, I agree. Uh, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo, sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you'd like to speed up the process of getting access, email support at Osmo.com and we'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below. That can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $2,000 NHL baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. Oh, all right. We're getting to the late games. We're getting to the festival part. Of our of our NHL slate, uh, our first fiesta, Los Angeles three point three implied goal total going into Arizona. Arizona has a two point four implied goal total. All right, here we go. Los Angeles played last night, so they're on a road back to back. Typically speaking, teams do much much worse on road back to backs than they do in basically any other state. Even a home back to back is shows better numbers historically than road back-to-backs. It's a tough, it's tough for any team, but you're going into Arizona. Arizona's a bottom five, generously a bottom 10 team in the league. Uh, and they haven't played in eight days. And we've talked about when the teams were returning from the all-star break earlier this week, maybe some of the NBA people uh, might've missed it. We talk about how when teams have more than five days of rest, it just turns into rust. Two or three or four days off is good. Six, seven, eight days off just tends to lead to rust and underperformance. Tends to, not always. So you have a team on the road with a back-to-back, but then you have it that is a good, I think, a good playoff team. And then you have a bad team at home that should be rested, but are they rusted? I think it's a very interesting matchup. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah, um, LA was in Vegas last night. Like the flight from Vegas to phoenix is 45 minutes it's not like they're going cross country to play a game tonight so it's just like a pretty short flight they're not switching time zones um so you know if any if anything is going to succeed on a road back to back it's you know coyotes are your medicine tonight so i think we were pretty heavy on lat last night i think that's fine tonight again um but you know arizona coyotes might have the worst penalty kill in the nhl so I think you gotta at least strongly consider the top line here. You want to add in Victor Arvidsson. I think power play stacking the Kings tonight is is going to be quite an interesting way to get different tonight. They have a three point three total on the road. They're expecting them to score. It's not like it's a two point four. You know what I mean? Like three point three total on the road for the Kings might be their highest road total of the season. So I think power play stacking is fine. You want to use that top line is fine. If you want to go, you know, denial Arvidsson. I still think that's fine. Like LA two still has ridiculous numbers. It's not like they changed overnight. You know, they scored yesterday. So for me, I think I'm going to power play stack the Kings if I get there or just, you know, have a one-off Arvidsson or a two-man to know Arvidsson or just go LA one. Like I, I really like the Kings tonight. Um, you know, the, the Coyotes are a bad team. They've been off forever. They get Barrett Hayton back, which, you know, who, you know, didn't realize that no more Kings in my line. You know what I mean? Like, Barrett Hayton, who, you know, defensively, fine, whatever. Just has no impact for me what I'm going to do with the Kings. So I really do like the Kings. On the Coyote side, I guess, like, I don't know. <laughs> In MME, like, if you need a filler, like Keller, Hayton, Schmaltz, they're so cheap. Like, Hayton, Schmaltz, power play one. 5,200 for the two of them. You know what I mean? So, like... Kings are back to back on the road. It is Calvin Peterson and that. And listen, this like he's not had a very good season. It he you know he was the DFS darling last season, but this season he has not been great. So you know maybe an MME getting to some power play Coyotes here could be all right. Like it's not something I'm going to do in one to three, but the deeper you get, like with lineups made twenty to one fifty, I think you can get to a little bit of Arizona one. I was looking at some Arizona stats earlier. Phil Kessel, 
for his career has been slagged as an awful defensive player. And honestly, for a lot of it, he was. His defensive impacts this year are pretty close to league average, which is shocking. Like, I can't express how shocking it is. Like, like a 34-year-old Phil Kessel or whatever he is, is now suddenly putting up decent defensive impacts. Um, I mentioned that because Lawson Kraus and Travis Boyd uh, haven't been awful together uh, this year. Those are the players that Kessel is going to be playing with. 48% of the expected goal shared. Obviously, that's not great. It's not awful for the, for the Arizona Coyotes. And I think Phil can help there and kind of make them a little bit of a, of a legit line. The problem is, is that they're like you mentioned, um, Hayton and Schmaltz, 5,200 combined. That's a, you know, it's a big discount. Uh, Kraus uh, and Boyd at 6,700, you know, it's a $1,500 difference. It's, you know, 22% cheaper or whatever. Like that's not nothing. Um, But here they are protecting more for more points uh, than the top line. So, I think Kraus, Boyd, and Kessel, if you're going to go to Arizona, that's where I would go. Like the, the Kings top line, 45% expected goal share over their last 100 minutes. Their play is starting to slip a little bit. I think they can they're, – they're not bad by any stretch. I think they're not playing as well as they were, and that's where Arizona too can definitely come in and do some damage. Um you know, two of the three guys play the second power play unit. So if you want to stack them with Jacob Chikrin, we'll talk about him in a bit. Um, that's just fine. You can leave Kraus off. Uh, I do think uh, that Arizona second line is where I would look on that side. On the Kings side, it's Kings two. I'm going right back to Kings two. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it feels like a fish move or not. But as you mentioned, uh, the Arizona penalty kill, one of the worst in hockey has been the entire season. Um, and you know, Victor Arvidsson is now getting those top power play minutes. The trio is projecting, uh, very, very well, uh, on our lineup builder. If you look at our lineup builder, they're coming in for 27.7 points. Uh, if you want to look around, uh, some other second lines, it's more than St. Louis too. Um, you know, it's way more than Ottawa too. Uh, it's more than Vancouver too. It's more than Anaheim too. Like, uh, these guys are projecting very, very well and they're going in. Like, I think they're going to see uh, the Keller Hayton Schmaltz line a fair bit. Hayton's just a bad player um, for the NHL, and he's coming back first game in six weeks. I think uh, he's going to go into that Kings 2 matchup. Remember, Kings 2, we talked about him yesterday 3.9 expected goals for per 60 minutes over their last 100 minutes. They are just dynamite offensively. I know it's a road back to back. Um, but you, you know, they're going to probably get to come in in single digit ownership. So if you're playing 20 max or whatever, you get 15%, 20% and you move along. Uh, you don't need to go super heavy. So Kings two for me, uh, in this, I agree with you on the power play stack. And I think the power play stacking is the way I would go. If I wasn't playing Kings two out of this game, like I wouldn't even strength stack the top line. I don't think I would try to find a way to get Dowdy in or find a way to get Arvidsson in or something like that on the Arizona side, it's Kraus, Boyd and Kessel. They're not a priority for me, but they will be in consideration as a filler. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the blue line, Jacob Chikrin is finally starting to play more minutes. Remember, when he first came back from injury, he was playing like 18, 19 minutes. Lately, uh, it's been a lot more uh, up to 23 a game leading the team. Peripherals are really starting to look strong as well. It's the ownership that's killing me. This is a 2.4 total. And he's coming in at 21% owned. Um, 
I guess maybe, I mean, we saw Roman Yossi do it last night, so maybe you can pull a Roman Yossi. What do you think about defensemen here? I'm not super concerned about ownership with Chikrin just because, like, at 5,800, if he gets you a combo meal without hitting the score sheet, that's 17 DK points, 3X is his value. So I'm fine with Chikrin. I'm good with Dowdy. Um, it's maybe about it. Like, Roy over 4K is a little too expensive for me. Yeah, that's a that's a hard hard pass for me because he's 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 a block bot, right? And you can find just go to Ottawa to find a block bot instead. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next game, Anaheim, two point five implied goal total going into Vancouver. The Canucks, they have a three point implied goal total. Uh, Ryan Getzlaff, I'm s- still out for this game. Uh, we're showing a top line. Adam Henrique, Sam Steele, Troy Terry. That's what they went with uh, in their last game. Vancouver has changed things up a little bit. Tanner Pearson, Elias Pedersen, Connor Garland is now the second line. Uh, the top line is the same as the last game. Uh, I suspect it'll be John Gibson versus uh, Thatcher Demko in net. We don't have confirmation on the goalies just yet. You and I were talking about one of the lines in this game uh, that might tickle some fancy here, and it's coming in with low ownership. So why don't you start with the Ducks here? Tell us what you like about Anaheim, then move on over to Vancouver. Yeah, there's not really a matchup on the Canucks side. They're going to take me off a line. And, like, yeah, with Getzlaff out, like, whoever they send out against – like, whoever the Canucks send out against top comp, probably going to go out against Zegra, Swan, or Raquel. But, like, right now they're coming in at 1.5% fully correlated on the power play um and they just have really good numbers together and it's the canucks like you look at this canucks ownership it's just crazy top line coming in 15 percent, second line coming in 15 percent. like it's just i'd much rather play zegris or cal milano one and a half percent than anything on the on the canucks side so anaheim too for me on the Canucks side, I, any line Tanner Pearson's on, I'm kind of interested on just because, like, he just stabilizes them and they have good numbers. So, like, yeah, this the sexy pick on the Canucks might be Miller, Horvat, Besser, but, like, I might be looking at Patterson Garland here. You know, they're cheaper. They have Pearson who's, like, a – I don't know how to describe him. He just kind of, like – it's just he's good everywhere, not great anywhere. Yeah, I think that's the way to describe. Yeah, that. that's a good description. I agree yeah. with that. So you know, Pedersen, Garland, you know, little boy shot bot, Connor Garland at thirty seven hundred interests me. The, the thing that doesn't interest me is the ownership here. It's just you know, crazy high ownership on the Canucks right now. So if the ownership sticks throughout the day, I'm probably just going to fade the Canucks. But I would not fault you for going to either of these Canucks t- uh, top two lines like. The, it is the Ducks. Like, they're missing Getz laugh. And when there are players out of place on the Ducks, it is a problem. And their penalty kill is not great. So I don't, I won't follow you for going to Canucks here. But at this ownership, for what I want to do tonight, I'm probably going to fade them in one to three. Yeah. Uh, okay. I really, I got you to talk about Anaheim first because it was that second line. I'm going to touch on that in a second. But I want to talk about Vancouver because of that ownership. Um, 16% uh, on the second line. We're looking at, uh, like you said, uh, about 15% on the top line. So uh, nearly one in three lineups are going to have Vancouver one or Vancouver two. I mean, we'll see when ownership runs come out. It does make sense when you look at their prices, Vancouver two under 11 K as a full line stack, like in a three total at home against Anaheim. Like I get it. Here's, what I'm going to say about Vancouver is that a lot, a lot of their production over the last two years has come on the power play. They've been very, very reliant on the power play for production basically since the start of last season. In fact, if you just take JT Miller, JT Miller is getting over 40% of his points from the power play alone this season. Like this guy He's over a point per game pace. And if he was doing anything but being one of the most uh, effective power play producers in the league, uh, like he'd be down probably at like 40 points or under. Um, this guy has just been absolutely absurd with his power play production this year. And that's the point I want to make about Vancouver is that, yes, they're coming in with extremely high ownership. 
here's the thing. We talk about how bad Arizona's penalty kill is. Anaheim's right there with them. And in fact, you know, since since Christmas, I think you can make an argument that Anaheim's had the worst penalty kill in the NHL. So you have an awful, awful penalty kill going into a team that is very reliant on the power play. That's the one thing that's giving me pause here. Like, I I, I don't suspect, uh, you know, that the, an even strength line uh, will be an opt from Vancouver will be optimal here tonight. But can a Vancouver power play stack or, you know, get the pieces that you need? Can that be optimal? Like, I think that's kind of where I'm landing with Vancouver here is I'm going to end up with some power play stacks. Uh, Quinn Hughes is back. That's the guy, obviously, um, that you want uh, running the power play. The problem is, obviously, that they split them across two units. So you're going to have to pick one power play unit or the other to stack. Um I haven't picked any yet. I haven't made my lineups, but that's what I would do with Vancouver. I would find some way to power play stack them because I think that's exactly how you attack the Ducks, uh, particularly when Vancouver's not a great five-on-five team, at least by scoring themselves. On the Anaheim side, I agree with you. Uh, on Anaheim too, uh, Milano, Zegers, and Raquel have just been uh, you know, outstanding all season long. Um, you know, looking at their, they don't have a huge sample of late because they've only played a couple of games. They played a lot, uh, earlier in the season. So, uh, there hasn't been a huge sample of late. We don't know if they're going to keep playing well, but they're perfectly correlated, uh, on the top power play unit. And, you know, we talk about bad penalty kills. Like it's actually kind of funny. We say Arizona is one of the worst penalty kills in the league. They're 31st, uh, by expected goals against. Anaheim's 32nd, Vancouver's 30th. <laughs> the three worst, uh, actually four worst teams by expected goals against, including the Los Angeles Kings, believe it or not. The four worst teams by expected goals against on the penalty kill over the last six weeks are all on this five-game slate here tonight. Uh, so I think you can do the same thing kind of on the Anaheim side, is that you know if you want to get a little bit, I don't think you have to get different with Anaheim. Don't get me wrong here. They're coming in with low enough ownership. If you want to slide in, uh, you know, a Jamie Drysdale or something on the power play, I think that's fine. But I'm not super excited about playing defenseman in this game. Let's talk about those defensemen. I I nearly fell out of my chair. Like I know, I I know it, it can be tough to maintain pricing on a daily basis, but it has to make sense. And when I look over on DraftKings, DraftKings has three Anaheim defensemen priced over 5K here tonight. What? Kevin Shattenkirk is more expensive than any other forwards except for Trevor Zegers. I, 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 no, I, I don't know. No, uh, hard pass. Any defenseman out of this game for you? No, um, <laughs> just no. Like I don't, <laughs> I, I don't get their pricing. It's just an easy fade. Like Quinn Hughes in some power play stacking is fine. That's honestly it. Like maybe Travis Hamanick at thirty three hundred, but you know, to yeah, the next exactly. one for me. <laughs> I, I mean, I will say it, it's a difference between DK and FanDuel. Um, DK um, pricing those guys way up. Uh, if you look over on FanDuel, um, got to get this win. Josh Anderson mentioned it in in the Discord. Uh, Hampus Lindholm's price has come down forty two hundred uh, over on FanDuel. I think is reasonable. Jamie Drysdale running the top power play unit. For 4,100 on FanDuel. I think that's reasonable. Like, if Jamie Drysdale was, uh, or, you know, if Hampus Lindholm was 4,200 on DraftKings, I'd say maybe over 5K. That's a hard pass. All right. The Osmo Hall of Fame. The, what is the Osmo Hall of Fame? It's someplace Josh has never been. Neither no, have I, though. No. Neither have I, though. So don't worry about that. Uh, right I, it's one of those things. It's just NHL contests, right? Just not enough big ones. Uh, the Osmo Hall of Fame is where we like to celebrate uh, our subscriber success. And if you want to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame and get a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum, this is how you do it. You download the Osmo Avatar from Osmo.com slash avatar. You place in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 contestants. And then you tweet those wins to the Osmo Hoff account. That's Osmo HOF on Twitter. You do all that and you can win a free month of Osmo plus platinum. Uh, there hasn't been uh, NBA over the last couple of days. So if you've been watching 
this show. These might be uh, familiar to you, but uh, for people that are new, Timothy Beachler absolutely wrecked uh, NBA uh, a few nights ago, taking down the micro winner take all, uh, taking down the micro mini max as well. Just a very, very good night from him. Uh, shaky one, two, three, eight, one, uh, finished behind Beachler in that mini max uh, for $2,500. A good night from him. NDFS noob, uh, under $2 in 50 cents in entries, $3,000 in winnings over on NBA. Uh, nobody pivoted to Schroeder and Sangin, only 10% owned. Uh, that's where uh, those late swaps can definitely come in handy, and that's where the Discord can really help. Smoking Cutler taking down 20K says, thanks to ship my money for providing great YouTube content. It is a good, it is a really good name. I'll miss that meme. I miss, I miss seeing that guy uh, on my Twitter timeline. That's about it. Uh, M Champa 98 uh, took down the micro $3 Tuesday over an NBA. And then of course, Emac 2024 uh, way back uh, taking fifth in the Super Bowl. Also uh, split first in the Super Bowl baller. So if you want to get in the awesome hall of fame, just uh, download the Osmo avatar from Osmo.com slash avatar. Place in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 contestants and then tweet the wins to the Osmo Hoth account. All right. Uh, I was just looking through uh, some of the lineup news for the early slates. Um, looks like some new lines, uh, third and fourth lines for Colorado. If anybody was playing the Colorado third line, looks like. Uh, Nicholas Obey Kubel with JT Confer and Ch Tyson Jost on the third line, moving Alex Newhook and Logan O'Connor to the fourth line. I don't know if I would necessarily want to play that uh, Colorado third line here. Does make me kind of like, um, kind of not like that Buffalo third line. It looks like a better defensive line now than it was before. That kind of worries me uh, for anybody that was uh, had intentions of playing a little bit of Buffalo three. Uh, looking at uh, the Buffalo lineup, nothing out of order, it seems. Uh, Casey Middlestat between Asplund and Alfozo, as expected. Dustin Tokarski in goal. All right, Josh, we do have one more game to get through on this late slate here tonight. Just want to remind everybody we have the MMA Live Before Lock coming up at 3 p.m. Eastern with Floyd and Rogers, and then your NASCAR strategy show. Can't wait to tune in for that one. I got my NASCAR tickets getting all set. Even Xander behind the screen getting really stoked about Daytona tomorrow. The NASCAR strategy show at 4.05 Eastern right after MMA. All right, let's get to this last game. Seattle, 2.2 implied goal total. They're going into Calgary. The Flames are sitting with a 3.8 implied goal total. All right. Calgary is coming in with the best leverage on the slate. We have them at 25% top two stack coming in with 11% ownership. You and I were talking before the show. Now they're expensive. They're the most expensive line on the entire slate. They're coming in over 22K over on DraftKings, uh, coming in over 25K over on FanDuel. Yes, they're the most expensive line on the slate. I would argue they're also in the best spot on the slate. Uh, and they're getting tremendous leverage. You and I were thinking this ownership might come up a little bit, though. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah, right now they're coming in at like 11%. I have a hard time seeing the top line come in under 15%, unless like they're just priced out. And, you know, people just go to that Calgary second line, which is certainly possible because the Calgary second line is insane. Like, they're just unbelievable. Um I mean, they're currently projected for more ownership than the top line. So maybe maybe that line of thinking people just don't want to spend the 22K on DraftKings. And, um, you know, we'll just go to that Calgary second line because there isn't a line on Seattle that, you know, really worries me defensively. You know what I mean? Like the, these line combinations for Seattle are just trash. So I, I don't know. They're, they're searching. Seattle's still searching. It's like that. What is it when your computer's like looking to get like they've been looking all season yeah, buffering 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 yeah, buffering they've, they've been buffering since the expansion draft so I don't know I'm fine with Calgary one fine with Calgary two even Calgary three here um, you know to Foley thirty nine hundred I'm fine with them like <clears throat> for a filler so there, there's honestly nothing on Seattle I want to play I think you know. Depending on how you want to build, I think Calgary 1 is the best part of the night if you don't want to spend the 22K or whatever. Calgary 2 is an excellent option. Like, they've actually started to come up in price a little bit, which is nice to see, but, like, they're still 
they're still under 13k to full stack and they're just going to run over whoever they're playing against so i'm perfectly fine in calgary too you want to get a little bit lower ownership in a, in a massive total go dubay monahan to foley you don't have to full stack you can get monahan for that power play one put him with to foley put him with dubay and go about your day uh so yeah really like calgary don't really like seattle there's not really a very good matchup, you know, like if you want to go to, you know, Hanson, Wenberg, Eberle in MME, I guess, like, cause they're under 1%, they're fully correlated, but like Calgary's just been, you know, running over teams. So like in MME, yeah, maybe I'll get to a tiny bit of Seattle one just cause they're fully correlated and cheap, but like, I just do not like this matchup. Okay. It is a bad matchup. Seattle one is their best line and they're a 51% shot share line. Like everything else is just bad. Seattle three. Here's an example. Seattle three of Appleton, Gord and Yarncroft. They're up to like 80 minutes together in their sample. 31% scoring chance share. They're controlling fewer than one in three scoring chances when they're on the ice. They're getting absolutely Vader choked whenever they step on the ice. Like, I don't know. And the thing is, like, Calgary does mix up their matching a little bit, but the Calgary top line plays the middle six of the opposition, which means they're going to get a fair bit of that Appleton court yarn crock line. Like, holy God, that's going to look awful. I mean, it's hockey. Like, random things really do happen in hockey. I think Columbus went into Carolina one night and pounded them 7-1 or something like that. Like, those things do happen. Don't think that they can't. This isn't an automatic win for Calgary or anything like that. But Seattle's just, they're a bad team with at least three very bad lines in their second, third, and fourth lines. So, uh, where Calgary's going to be coming in against that middle six, Calgary 1 is my favorite stack on the entire slate. Uh, I don't have a problem saying that. Calgary 1, they're going to be one of the pillars of my lineups here tonight. Um, Calgary 2... I like them a lot. They've been absolutely decimating the opposition. I worry about ownership. They're coming in very heavily owned, 12 to 13%. That's, it's not huge. It is significant for, um, for a five-game five slate uh, where there are a bunch of options. And let's get this. Let's be clear here. The Calgary second line is super elite. 3.6 expected goals, four per 60 minutes. Over their last 100 minutes, 80 shot attempts per 60 minutes over their last 100 minutes played, controlling 67% of the shot attempts. They're just torching the opposition. The only argument to not use them here tonight is ownership. That's why, well, it's that for me, it's ownership in the fact that I'm probably going to be using a lot more Calgary one. Like uh, I'm, pro I'm not going to put like Calgary one in, you know, 40% of my lineups or whatever it is, and then put Calgary two in. 40% of my lineups. I don't think that's what I'm going to do here tonight. Both lines, obviously perfectly fine. The way I'm building tonight, uh, Calgary one is my favorite line. Calgary two is fine. Calgary three. I don't know if I would get that far down, but I would certainly be fine taking like a one-off to Foley or one-off Monaghan or something like that. On the Seattle side, if I were to go anywhere, it'd be the McCann, uh, Donato, Donskoy line, I think. The reason being McCann and Donato are the only two that have been shooting over their last six or seven games. Like they're at like 15, 16 shot attempts per 60 minutes each. Uh, I don't think any other forward is above 12. So like they're literally shooting 25% more than any other forward on the team over their last, you know, couple weeks or whatever. So I think that's where I would go is uh, Donato, McCann, Donskoy. But again, I wouldn't play them in single entry. I wouldn't play them in three max. I don't even think I'm going to get to them in 20 max. They're going to be in consideration, but I'm not like, running out to play them it's well i think it's only once you get to 150s that you really have to look at them um on the blue line there's nobody really sticking out for me uh, like on either side i shouldn't say that i don't want to play rasmus anderson at 5600 and the calgary d are starting to get pretty expensive they're both in the 4ks shillington and hannafin i mean um i don't think i'm playing anybody from seattle what sticks out to you here yeah i mean i'm fine with hannafin or shillington Rasmus at 5,600, if you want to correlate, I guess is fine. Uh, Tanev at 3K, or even like Eric Branson has been on a tear too. <laughs> like, just crazy to say, but I, I'd much rather play Chris Tanev at 3K. 
Uh, and I'll say this about Philip Grubauer. Um, we were talking about how he's been playing better of late, and that's actually true. Uh, his first 27 games of the season, 880 save percentage. Last 10, 896, baby. <laughs> he's not quite getting there, but I guess 896 is better. Uh, all right, Josh, we got to get out of here. I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies. I'm going to Old Faithful here tonight. My hat trick pick is Victor Arvidsson, and my goalies are uh, Billy Huso, Thatcher Demko, Carl Vimelka are the ones that I like. Who you got? Yeah, I like those guys as well. I'll throw in Gibson into the mix just because cheap Gibson's always interesting to me. Also, don't mind Anton Forsberg. If it, I mean, whoever really starts for the Sens could be an interesting play if it's Forsberg or whoever it is. And my hat trick pick is going to be the best leaf, William Nylander. Ooh, Billy Knees. I like it. Uh, right before we get out of here, I uh, missed a super chat from uh, Matt Niehaus. Uh, $5 Super Chat said, thank you very much. He says, do you recommend any racks of the Richard Persuasion tonight? Uh, I might be playing some Anaheim too in my 20 maxes. What do you think about single entry, Josh? Yeah, they'll be in my mix. I, I haven't built, I haven't like decided what I'm doing tonight, but they're definitely going to be in the mix for me for one to three. Yep. All right. All right. We got to get out of here. Don't forget MMA live before lock. Uh, coming up in a couple hours at 3 p.m. Eastern and then in the NASCAR strategy show right after. We are out of here. We're going to be back Monday afternoon for a President's Day show, I believe, uh, for producer Tyler, for a single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. I'm Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For whatever reason, there's always been a stigma around mental health in our communities. Some people say that talking about your feelings makes you weak. But you know what? It doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. No matter what you're struggling with, you can call or text 988-LIFELINE to connect with a trained crisis counselor and get the resources and support you need. No judgment, no stigma, just hope. Text or call 988-SUICIDE-AND-CRISIS-LIFELINE day or night. 988. Hope has a new number.